The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome to Your Life, Your Money. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning. I am Chris Creston. I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country and a great guy to get to know. And uh, we thank him for making us part of his Sunday morning as well. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Or you can give him a call anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you may want to keep that number handy if you're thinking about uh, retirement soon or if you're thinking about having... uh, getting things getting your ducks in a row as you plan for retirement and today we're going to be talking about the new retirement overhaul changing the way that we think about retirement and thinking about the way that we plan for retirement and that is going to be coming up as the show continues but first kelvin how you doing today what's uh i'm doing well actually you yourself i can't believe it's december it's december and we're enjoying a the winter. <laughs> How about that? Uh, yeah. And it's that great time of year because it is, you know, uh, Christmas is approaching, the holidays are approaching, and you're getting yeah. it, uh, getting into the spirit of things, and uh, people are lighting up their homes and everything like that. And that, to me, that always puts a smile on my face. And uh, you know, the but we're also getting towards the end of the year and thinking about New Year's and always what comes to mind at that time of year too is. The sort of the year that's been behind us, where we, how far we've come, where where did things start in January of 2023, and where are they sitting in December of 2023? And you know, we talk a lot about how you know you're not, your job isn't always about just watching the markets go up and down, but it's a part of it. And there have been a, a lot of movement on the markets this year. Yeah, it's funny you say that because as we move into people moving to retirement and so on, baby boomers, you know, retiring and turning 70 and 71, a lot of things we need to we need to uh, worry about rather than the stock markets going up. We'd have to worry about it, but it shouldn't be a big part of what we do. This year, you know, has been a very emotional roller coaster year, right? We started with January, then we went into uh, the war, then we went into the, well, the continuation of the war, then to the other war, interest rates going up, inflation, boy, you name it, recession talk, right? You name it, and it and it happened or it didn't happen. So, so you know, let me start with the markets. Year to date, the Dow is up about 8.5%. The S&P is about 18. The NASDAQ is 34, which is really, really high. Um, and our exchange is about 5%. So maybe going forward into the new year, you know, maybe adjustments have to be made to investments to, you know, when you're at 34%, it's kind of, you know, it's high, it's very high, right? Um, so the talk of recession. So while recessions are unsettling, they're usually short-lived. I think we've been in a recession and been out of it, and many of us don't know. Um so the good times, you know, economic expansion usually lasts much longer than uh, the bad times, which is recession, right? So um, when you think back to years ago, 
um, the last recession, when we look from 1991 to, um, to 2001, when you go from, from a peak to, to you know, the below, and then you go from uh, tough times to great times, usually it's about 120 months. And exactly that happened back in 1991 till 2001. So if it's true, we're heading into good times in the stock markets. This decade reminds many money people about the 1990s, where housing markets took a, a nosedive and the stock market soared. Because of changes in technology and so on, Microsoft changed everything in 1993 with Windows. And now with AI, seems to be changing things as well. So I think people that are listening, you know, just be mindful that the markets will, that the ride up is usually bigger than the ride down. Yeah, I think that's what we're heading, right? So when you look at app, when you look at a bear market and bull market, the average bull market, uh, it lasts for about um, 55 months and the markets mm -hmm. go up about 144 points. When we look at the average bear market, it lasts for about 14 months and you usually lose about 27% of your money. So what does that tell us? Ah, don't be fearful. Sit down and Relook at your portfolio, make sure you're in, in line with where you want to get. And then before you know it, 2024 is here. And uh, I think we're heading into some good times. Might be some bumps, but I think generally it's going to be, we're going to be good. I think, you know, if you uh, spend time dwelling on headlines and things like that, you do see uh, you know, negative growth in the economy uh, for a second quarter and things like that. But when, when you do zoom out, and I think that that's something that people have to remember to do and, uh, is you know not to look too granularly at things. If you were if you're to manage every stock that you've got in your portfolio and look at it on a daily basis, you, you you're gonna have a heart attack. But oh, it, if you zoom out, it has ups, yeah. it has downs, it ha it, it. But at the same time, it's is steady growth, right? And that's what that's on a, on a long timeline. And that's why you know Kelvin, you always say it's not about timing the market. You're not you know. Trying to—it's—it's it's not like trying to get jump on and off of a moving object, you know, like your Super Mario. It's—it's yeah. it's really it's about staying on for the long term, making some adjustments, and and that's why you say it's not timing the market; it's time in the market. Yeah, it's not. I mean, people manage their money or their retirement planning like they take the subway to get on, to get off, to get on, to get off. You gotta have a steady flow of things. Mm -hmm. And our industry has really changed over the last say. I would say 20 years, the role of the advi the financial advisor has really changed in the sense that, uh, you know, relying and watching only the stock markets is becoming, you know, not, it's important as usual, but not as important as other things, because, you know, I think the new retirement is here. Um, I think we need an overhaul of, of retirement, right? And, and you know why with the rising life expectancies, it's going to make re, uh, retirement planning a challenge. Therefore, we need to re rely on some new tools, some AI, and some holistic strategies to help you reach your goal. So gone are the days we have to you know, worry the markets are going to crash and so on. Um, so I think, you know, retirement planning should maybe, maybe we should change the name to uh, longevity planning, mm -hmm. you know, because we are living a lot longer. Um, the, so retirement as a term is really oversimplified, you know, uh, we just think of 
CPP old age and so on, which which we should. But the traditional terminology also can cause us financial advisors to overlook the journey that you know people are going to embark on in their later years, right? So we're living a lot longer. Some people live longer in retirement than they did in the, you know, in their working, working years. Wow. Yeah, it's just, you know we're healthier, right? We're healthier. Yeah. We're exercising. We're eating properly. So, you know, it's really funny. In the last uh, couple of months, I've had three, four clients turn 71. They came in and we got to change the money into a, into a riff. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, you don't even, they don't even look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to think about just, uh, I think that we're, like you said, we're living longer. I think we've got that sort of joy of life for a little bit longer. We've got more energy. And at 71, yeah, you're right. People don't look like what we imagine seventy-one-year-olds to look like, even ten years ago. No, I know. So historically, retirement planning has relied on assumptions about the future, right? Including, you know, life expectancies, investment returns, inflation, retirement expenses. However, new research is you know challenging that conventional assumptions, right? So, for example, like we say, people are living longer, but not just longer, much longer. When you when they look at when the statistics look at people from 1920 to 1921, the average life expectancies for Canadians rose more than 20 percent. 20 years, they said. Wow, that's a lot, eh? Mm -hmm. When you think about it, so to 79, so it rose to 79.3 years for men and 84 for women, and it used and that was from 58.8 years for men and 60 years for women. So that's huge over that time frame. So you can just fast forward to 19, uh, to 2024, to 20, I don't know, 40 or whatever mm -hmm. you are today. So, so it's really changing. And actually to add that to that statistics, um, you know, the centurions, you know what that is, right? I didn't know what it was, but I looked it up. <laughs> just people, someone who's 100. been alive for a hundred years? Okay, yeah. What's his name just passed away? Uh, Henry Kissinger. That's right. At 100. 100 yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe after the break, we'll get into a little bit more of this. But um, my a buddy of mine, his mom just turned 100. A client of mine, her mom turned 100. So I'm, we're hearing more and more of people turning 100. And they're good. They're not, they've still got all their faculties and everything yeah. good. So, so. In Canada, there's 3,500 people in in 2001. That's over 100. Uh, in 2022, it was 13,485 people. Wow. So, so you know, we're getting we're we're living longer, man. And the number is going to keep growing. So after the break, we'll continue a bit more on how long we're living and what to do. Awesome. How to overhaul that retirement with uh, a longevity plan? continuing here with your life your money with kelvin the money guy don't forget to visit his website it's askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca or you can give him a call on the phone at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN 
a whole lot more of your life, your money, continuing on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to visit his website. It's askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L. V-I-N.ca, you click on the schedule call link and you pick a time and date of your choosing when you can sit down and have a conversation with Kelvin about overhauling your retirement, about starting to plan your retirement, about uh, little things, big things, all things to do with your money life. You can also pick up the phone and give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. And Kelvin, thank you for making us part of yours. You know, you were just talking before the break, Kelvin, about centurions. This is the term for people who uh, are over 100 years old. So they've been alive for a century, hence the term centurion. It's funny because I was thinking, growing up, you call old people, refer to the octogenarians. Those were the oldest people you could imagine. And I just thought that meant old people or something, but it, that is the literal <laughs> term for people who are between 80 and 89. So if you were in your 80s, you were an octogenarian. I suppose if you're listening to us right now and you're in your 80s, these are your octogenarian years. But guess what? You might as well be a teenager compared yeah. to these centurions. And yeah, there's really? more and more centurions out there these days. Um, and you don't, you don't probably don't have to look too much further than your family or friends or social groups that uh-huh. you know someone who is over 100 when before, like, not to say it's not special, it's special. You've done something incredible if you've lived over to 100. But before, even when I was growing up, it didn't, like, it. that was something that maybe you know, one in 100 people were. Like, there weren't a lot of people over right. 100. Like, someone yeah. was 100, you think, well, wow, that person's over 100. And, think, and you probably <laughs> look at them and think, well, yeah, no wonder. Yeah, they look like they're a thousand, let alone a hundred. But now it's not that way at all. You see people who are over a hundred. They've got their, their, they've got their physical abilities. Uh, they've got their mental abilities. There's, you're still living your life. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, three million Canadian baby boomer for the baby boomers are primed to retire over the next ten years. So retirement planning is is huge in our business. Um, just because of you know the ages of people, um, like I said, uh, four clients turned seventy-one last month, and I suspect in the next year I'll probably get more and more. So these figures is really crucial in determining uh, you know your retirement income because you're gonna live long, you're gonna live you know longer, right? So longevity planning, you know, is goes deeper than what we thought retirement planning was. So this is not our grandparents' retirement. You know, it's gonna, it's going to be longer and uh, likely way more active. And clients, people wanting to live independently for for longer. So it's going to be more expensive to live on your own, right? So these numbers and you know really crucial and when we figure things out. So so you know while statistics and mortality tables are important tools. You know, they're based on averages, right? Mm-hmm. But us advisors, we're generally dealing with a relatively small subsection of the population that is that is pretty good. You know, they're above the average because mm-hmm. it just seems like people that have money, um, you know, get an advisor. And it shouldn't be. Everybody should seek 
a financial advisor and help them plan out where they where they want to be, right? Um, so people want to travel more. They want to look after their health and so on. So guess what? Their life expectancy is going to be above average as well. Because we're looking after ourselves. We you know, plan our lives for, for longer. We've, we've raked and scraped and saved money. And we're living okay. I mean, that's 65 to 70. So according to some insights from MIT, they have like, you know, MIT has everything, right? They have this age lab. And they say people should prepare for retirement that will run about 8,000 days. So when we plan our retirement, we should plan for 8,000 days or almost 22 years, hmm. which seems to be add up to the numbers that we're, that you know, Stats Canada has as well. So pretty much uh, as long as most people spent in school and about the same time they spend at their primary careers. So it, it seems like, you know, everything we do is that 20 year, right? We're in school for 20 years, we're working for 20 years, we're going to live in retirement for 20 years. So we better live our money life backwards and say, you know, at the end of 20 years, how much money do I want? Mm -hmm. You know? So I believe most clients should use uh, 800 or most people should use a hundred as their target age. Mm -hmm. Before when I started, I think we used 80. I think we thought 80 was the, the day that we're done. Now it looks like it's pushed back to a hundred. So, you know, and if uh, if you're a female and you don't smoke and have a good family medical history, uh, you could live longer, hmm. right? So it's very important that people sit down and you know do some thinking about about themselves, about you know couples where where they're heading. So new research, you know, published by uh, the University of Toronto, it addresses this important thing of uh, people considering joint and survivor life expectancies for couples in Canada when making retirement decisions. So savings and long-term care, right? So maybe people need to go and relook at their life insurance. You know, if you bought a term 20, you know, 20 years ago and now you're, I don't know, 60, what happens? So maybe pull out that life insurance and see how long would it last? Does it go to age 100 or what do I have? Because many people have bought life insurances when they're in their 40s, like 30s or 40s, because they have young families and mortgages. Maybe they, maybe the, the insurance expires now. And guess what? They're only 60, 65. Yeah. So, you know, have a, have a look, talk to your advisor and, and see if that's something that you need to, to overhaul as well. Right. Um, so the, this all this analysis and AI shows that you know, heterosexual couples, Canadian couples, both uh, with both partners aged say sixty five, right, can expect on average to live another fourteen years. If the wife survives her husband, she will live for eleven point six years on average. Uh, after her husband passes, if the husband outlives the wife, he can expect to live for an additional eight years according to these reports. So these just taxes- just can't take care to... of himself. Poor guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> used to somebody, he's used to someone looking after him. <laughs> so, uh, but these things are not to scare people and make them look at their mortality and, and so on. It's just to help you do some proper thinking. That, you know, if I live longer, what happens? My, you know, my CPP, my old age and stuff. I mean, we're lucky we live in Canada because we have those things available to us, right? 
we have you know people like myself and other advisors that give you advice on how to how to manage your money uh, so you don't run out of money right um so a lot of things that goes into retirement planning that i don't think we ever had to worry about years ago um, like i say our industry has changed and we as advisors need to change as well um, and look at things holistically for people um you know their taxes how they how much tax are they paying now and in debt right so i guess uh Without understanding joint and survivor life expectancy, um, you know, couples may mistakenly use like their individual experiences to project their couple mortality and and, and inform decisions, right? So thereby, you underestimate the amount of years you need to plan for. So like I say, when I first started in the business years ago, we planned for, you know, 80 years and that's that. Now it's 100. So you got to look beyond what we are like we say the statistics say statistics say that you'll live for once you retire um, you should plan for eight thousand days or 22 years after you retire so is that a long time i don't know but you gotta see how long my money lasts right so i always advise people to call their advisor and have a chat and see where they are today what do they need to do uh, if they have if they're short you know what do they need to do um, to fill in that gap so they're doing well, right? Right, and it's better to plan for that rather than come up to it when it's too late and mm -hmm. uh, you're not working anymore and you're not able to find a way to uh, extend that out. Is when, if you start running out of cash and you're already retired, it's going to be a bigger problem to deal with than when you're planning your retirement ahead of time when still working. Yeah. And one other thing I find beyond the numbers is that we advise need to make sure that both spouses, you know, understand the family's uh, finances. So we spend a lot of time making sure that both uh, partners uh, know how to drive the, the financial car. Because in reality, at some point in time, one of you have to drive it on your own, right? So try and change that mentality. In fact, when people come to see me from these shows, I always encourage the, both spouses to come and see me. And both spouses get involved in, in their money planning. It's really important that if one outlives the other, the one that's surviving knows you know, all the bills and all the, uh, you know, where all the Rogers bills are and hydro bills and all this <laughs> kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Because we don't know, right? And we take it for granted, you know, right? It is done for us. It tends to work that way in most relationships that I know. There's someone is in charge of the bills. Someone's in charge mm -hmm. of the finances. And right. it's like, well, when is this due? I don't know. Where does it come from? Well, our yeah. bank account, I suppose. Are we paying it or is it coming out automatically? Where's it coming? Yeah. Like, yeah. How and when do we pay these things? And if you haven't been doing it because your wife has been doing it, because your husband's been doing it, and all of a sudden you're left to deal with it, it just Oh, you're in the money. dark you're in the yeah. dark completely yeah you, and you don't know what you don't know and i think that that's a part of the moral of, uh, of all of our shows is you don't really know what you don't know so yeah. instead of going out and talk and you know learning about it a lot of people might wind up just sort of like bumping into problems and solving them one at a time piecemeal you might be okay doing with that but if you if you've got someone in your corner like kelvin the money guy you've got a little bit you've got someone who knows what you don't know and you've got someone who's been there before and seen other clients in similar situations. And that's why you say, Kelvin, you get both 
spouses in there. That's a problem that you, you, you that's a solution that you found right. is, yeah. is that if both couple, if both members of the couple are at least aware of what's, of, of how these things are being dealt with, they're not going to be left mm -hmm. in the dark in a moment in their life when the last thing they want to think about is where these bills are and how come the lights don't work. Yeah. I mean, when I, I, what I do is I give experiences of others to, mm -hmm. to people, right? So when you come to see me and I listen to you about what, you know, what you're doing, what are your thoughts, what are your risks, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm already thinking of somebody I, I spoke with, you know, 10, 15 years ago and give you their experiences. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just use what other people have done, avoid some of their mistakes and, and you'll live well. And then every four months, five months, you uh, actually four months, three or four months, you reassess where you were and where you're going. So it's the constant things because everything changes. The, the stock markets, as you know, changes. Everything, everything changes. And, and, and we try and encourage people to say, when you buy a stock certificate, it's not a lottery ticket you're buying, mm -hmm. right? People think it's a, a gambling and, and a lottery ticket. When you buy a stock, it's a company you're buying. And when that company doesn't make any money, guess what they do? Well, they lay people off, which unfortunately they close down plants and they become profitable again. And that's why when you invest in the stock markets, it's time in the markets, not timing the markets, because you don't you don't know where where you're going. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, um, if if you look at uh, if you're out of if you're out of stocks, they say. In four key months out of a 40-year period, returns really drastically change. It goes from like 11% to 2%. So after the break, we'll talk again about, you know, we'll continue about this, um, you know, approach to retirement that's changed. It needs to be overhauled heading into the future. That's coming up on Your Life, Your Money. So stay tuned. Continuing to talk about the retirement overhaul. Retirement has changed. Your life has changed. The whole world has changed. You're, it's time to overhaul the way that you're looking at your retirement. And that starts by calling up Kelvin, the money guy, at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Or you can visit his website at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N. .ca. Click on the schedule a call link and you book a time and date of your choosing when you can talk about tweaking your retirement or overhauling your retirement. And we'll continue talking about that as the show continues here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He's one of the country's top financial advisors, and you get them all to yourself here on the radio today. So consider yourself lucky. You can get them all to yourself as well if you go to askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. You click on the schedule, a call link, and you book a time and date of your choosing when you can sit down and chat with Kelvin about your retirement, the changing face of retirement, and how you need to tweak or overhaul your plans in order to make sure that you've got the best retirement possible. You can give him a call at 416 457 7526. That's 416 457 plan and start your plan. 
And we're talking about planning for retirement and the retirement overhaul as things have changed, as the world has changed, as people have changed. We talked about the finances of retirement, but there's so much to think about when you're thinking about, well, you know what? I finally made it. I don't have to punch in and punch out anymore. Thanks. What am I going to do? How am I going to live this life that uh, I've been dreaming about for the last 20, <laughs> 30, 40 years? Yeah, it's funny. Retirement planning is not just about money, eh? Mm -hmm. um, it seems like in Canada, we all retire, most people retire okay. I mean, even if you have to live on CPP in old age, it's, it's not bad. Um, but an effective approach to retirement planning is to focus on having a good life and then use uh, financial variables to drive that goal. So remember, a goal is a dream with an end date or a timeline, right? So set goals for yourself and have some you know, goal posts and see where you're going to be. So I would say begin by creating preliminary assumptions. I know they tell you not to assume, but in this case, yeah, I think you should. Um, you know, so use but but use financial planning tools. Um, you know, to to give you projections into the future and guidelines and mortality table like we've been talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes we forget about that. We forget about how long we're gonna live. Yeah, and like I say, they said that every seven seconds the the first baby boomers are turning 70, which I can see now with clients. Actually, I can, actually it's, it's evidential to me because I'm actually seeing it. So it's true. So we need to use those things and then fine tune these assumptions through meaningful conversations with your advisor, you know, so address those things that we never had to address. So I would say, you know, start with the most common assumptions um, and then make, make that into a conversation with advice with your advisor and, and see where you're heading are you living a good life you know and if you are i'd like to live the same good life when i retire into my 90s or whatever right mm -hmm. so i think you know chris we as financial advisors should recognize these assumptions you know are subject to change over time so things might change you might have to you know health issues might might happen so we have to pivot and figure out okay this is what we gotta maneuver right economic factors you know such as real estate trends the trend for real estate has been, as you know, soaring in the last 15 years. Well, what if that doesn't happen anymore? What if the opposite happens, right? Um, inflation rates. We just encountered inflation over the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. Many people never had to worry about it because inflation in Canada was around two and a half, three percent 3%. But look where it was at 7 Yeah. Well, it's back down. It will. So those are some of the things we can't, uh, that we can't control. And the financial markets and conditions will evolve, as you know. Um, you know, things go up and down. You know, there's lots of statistics to say why people should stay invested. So I think we try and bring a common sense approach and take away all the guessing for clients so that they can they can do well. And we influence, you know, so your parameters for planning have to have to kind of shift every so often. And that's why it's important that every four months. You chat with your advisor, maybe not to change anything, but to see if anything changed personally in your life and say hi and see how you're doing, your family's living and so on and so forth, right? Um, like I say, typically um, we use that 24 2.5% um, factoring, you know, factoring administrative and investment management fees and taxes because when you invest your money, the, the, um, the bank or the institution typically, you know, take off about 2% from the investment. So returns are always net of these fees. We talk about fees all the time, the commercials and all that stuff. So anyhow, 
so the, these this figure is derived by you know averaging we, we take like the 30-year government bond inflation historical rates and the bank of canada targets for, inf for inflation and all those things factor in into how you make your decision um for you know not you but how the advisors sit down with you and, and plan out a lot of these things that we never know so strategizing people set goals but they never strategize how to achieve those goals you know what's hidden behind there that to get us to where we want to get to so those are some of the things i think people really need to to sit and and, and focus in and you know you'll we'll be okay when you when you think back the one thing i'm trying to encourage and i tell my clients is yeah you worry about the stock markets but you know when you think back to the 90s right and that's a good this decade they seem like will be like that there was 53 corrections of 10 percent or more so i guess roughly one every two years something like that uh, so we have encountered 15 corrections of more than 25%. So roughly every six years. So these setbacks are normal and, it, and, and, and you can't really let it judge it, let it bug you too much because we know the markets are going to go up and down, up and down. So focus in on that as well, but look at the taxes, you know, how, how am I taxed now and how am I taxed down the road? Um, you know, what are all the things I have to do now? to make sure I leave a legacy for my kids and so on. So like I say, retirement planning and the role of the advisor has really, really evolved and changed over the past 20 years. So, you know, like I say, sit down with the advisor, your advisor call him and uh, have a chat about, you know, where are you heading? What are you doing? Are you on target to get to where you want to get to? And if you are, what, what do we have to do to change that, to make sure that when we get there, we're good, we're good to go. You know what I mean? So, so a lot of lot of things we need to do. Use this year, twenty twenty three. I know it's coming to an end soon, but use it as a, as a reflection year. You know, uh, pretty soon in the next month or so, I guess we'll be talking about how twenty twenty three was. What did I do? What didn't I do? All that kind of stuff. So maybe start thinking about that stuff now, and and jot it down. So um, you know, when we head into the new year, you're a step ahead of yourself, right? I think that that's um, so important to make sure that you're on the right footing going. Yeah. Oh, people make New Year's resolutions. People scoff at New Year's resolutions. But it's a point in time where you can remind yourself, okay, here's where I was. Here's where I'm going. Let's make sure that I get I'm on the right footing moving forward. Right. And, and it's just if it's just sort of a little bit of a reminder, a little bit of a time for you to stop and check in on those things and make sure that you're not completely on autopilot. I think that that's uh, a great reminder. Yeah. So again, it's like, it's like everything else. Um, try, you know, try and, and look into the future. The windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. So try and focus in and there's so much help and stuff out there with financial advisors that can help you to project and move into the future. So you have to worry about a lot of things, you know, worry about you and that your advisor worry about your money life and life things will be good for you. If you don't have an advisor or you'd like a second opinion, give Kelvin a call. It's askkelvin.ca. That's a website. So you're not going to call him there, but if you're going to give him a call, call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. But I did mention the website. You can schedule a call there by visiting askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. 
Stay tuned. We've got more of Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy, continuing on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you for making us part of your Sunday. This is Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country, and you can reach him by calling 416-457-PLAN. That's 416-457-7526, or you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. I love Kelvin's Kelvinisms, if the, the phrases that he uses. And before the break, he used one of them that is probably one of my favorites, and it is that you remember that your windshield is larger than your rearview mirror. And I think that that's a great one for all of us to remember, you know, not just in our money life, but our general life. I think that that's so important to think about. We, we dwell on things in the past or we live on the greatness of the, of the past, but we're, we're still driving ahead. And I think that that's an important, uh, an important thing to remember. I remember when I was learning how to operate a, a board at the radio station for the first time 15 right. years ago. And I was interning right. and a guy said, listen, it's like you're a goalie and you've got to keep playing the current play. You can't be stuck dwelling on the save you didn't make and the one you just let in and you're just thinking about it and it's irritating you and you can't get it out of your mind because there's another shot that's going to be coming at you or vice versa. You can't be looking at that save you just made and be all chuffed and proud of yourself because you just had a great save because there's another one that's going to be coming right back at you. I think that that sort of fits in wow. with that windshield being bigger than the rearview mirror. Keep the road ahead in mind and you're going to be okay. Well, I know a goalie, a team goalie that thinks like that. They think about that shot. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, with the windshield thing, now that winter's coming, yeah, keep your eye um, in the front there, right? And life will be good. You know, Absolutely. it's really funny. Uh, when you think about how we plan a retirement in the markets, you know, when selecting a market, when selecting market return assumptions, you know, it'll change depending on clients' needs and willingness to take risk. You know how we say uh, about timing the market and it's time in the market. So if timing the market was such a great strategy, right? You know, why haven't, you know, when they publish Forbes, publish their um, top, you know, richest Americans or whatever, why don't we see like a market timer on there? Right, it's such a right. great strategy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think we ever seen a t topic that says, "Oh, great market timers." Right? Yeah, so, exactly. So the, the, the guy who is able to get in and out really fast. <laughs> yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, so don't do that. So I guess with your financial advisor, you know, we're always constantly, continually monitoring several factors um, depending on your situation. You know, how you are, your risk, your age, all that kind of stuff. So. So, for example, you know, if it depends where you are, you don't exceed, you know, the, the growth rate. So, for example, if you say to me, um, you know, I'm okay with making 6%, well, we need to know how you feel if you lose 6% and then we can make the appropriate, um, you know, adjustments. And one thing we have to look at as well is discretionary spending. You know, when you retire, you want to, those commercials, you want to go golfing and things like that. Sure. Um, sure. You know, so... So we got to look at luxury travel. Um, it, you know, it's another crucial element. Um, you know, clients age, their priorities change to more maybe extravagant expenses, to health-related things, the in-care home, the whole bunch of stuff. So we have to make sure that the return that we're making 
will, will give us enough money to do all these things without taking a lot of the risk to get that return. So a lot of factors go into, you know, how do I, how do I make my return to sustain my life? So I always say to people, when you manage your money, when you you know look at how pensions manage their money, CPP, mm-hmm. you know, old age, the big teachers' pensions, you know, things like that, and mimic what they do because they've got to pay you money for the rest of your life. So they got to make sure their investments are not risky, but risky enough so that it'll, it'll last you forever. So they calculate the risk. So, you know, as with any financial planning, um, you know, the early, the earlier conversations begin will make it better. Right. So have those conversations with your clients, with your advisors. Now, you know, if you're, like I say, 3 million uh, baby boomer generation in the next 10 years, will be retiring. Mm-hmm. So have those conversations now. So if you're in your, if you're 55, 60, talk about retiring now, what am I going to do? Is my money going to last? You know, so longevity planning requires that the advisor strike while the iron is hot and the client is feeling a bit invincible. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till that point where, Oh my God, I don't think I'm going to be retired. Oh my gosh. I don't think I have enough money. I didn't do enough planning. I didn't do enough saving. Um, if you put some pen to paper and do some thoughts, you will achieve retirement at the age you want to retire. Maybe you won't retire because you love your job and you need something to do, um, but at least you'll have the ability and, and the money to retire and carry you on you know, forever kind of thing, right? So when you have to be mindful of, you know, if one spouse passes on, what happens to the other one, right? Do they know enough of how to manage money? Do they, were they involved in the conversations with their advisor um, in, the, in the planning process? So don't take it for granted because we're finding, like I say, at the beginning of the show, we talked about how in 1920 to 1921, the average lifespan rose 20 years. You know, back then, the average guy lived till 58 and woman till 60. Now the average guy lives till eight, till 79 and the average woman till 84. So a lot of things that we didn't know then that we know now. So AI will help your advisor to make some decisions for you, you know, for you to make sure that you're, you're where you want to get to. Um, if you have, don't have an advisor, go onto my website and um, send me a quick question or book a meeting, whatever, and give me a call. And uh, yeah, like I say, reflect in, the, reflect in 2023 and see what you think went wrong. And more importantly, what went right and work more on the things that went right than the things that went bad, right? So awesome. you'll be, Great advice, as always, from Kelvin, the money guy. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday. And, Kelvin, thanks for dropping some wisdom on us, as usual, here as we all look ahead to our retirement, think about what we're going to do, become golf pros, uh, <laughs> pickleball champions, or just spend more time with the grandkids. All those things that you, that you want to do, make sure that you're able to uh, fund those things. And it starts with a good plan, and that plan starts with a good financial advisor. How about a great one? How about one of the top in the country? How about Kelvin the Money Guy? AskKelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. Or you can give him a call at 416-457-PLAN. That's 416-457-7526. Kelvin, thanks again for making us part of your Sunday. It's been a great show. Yeah, you as well. Have a nice uh, Sunday. Awesome. Have a great week. And everyone out there, thank you for making us part of your Sunday. Again, askkelvin.ca is the website and the phone number is 416-457-PLAN. 
Stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.